Welcome to The Balance. I am your host, Kelly Rowland, and this is the podcast where we talk about all the things. For those in life who want it all, this podcast is for you. Hey, hey, podcast family. Okay, you guys are in for something so cool today. Sarah Scott is my guest today. She is amazing, first and foremost. Such a wealth of knowledge blew my mind beyond what I totally expected today. So Sarah is a worldwide traveler, Instagram influencer who quit her nine to five and is living her dream life. I did not know it, but she is from the UK and her accent is phenomenal. So that was a cool little surprise and I know you guys will enjoy, especially next to my Southern twang. So her interview for real was so so good. I brought her on as someone who I thought, you know, would just be an Instagram expert, but she is obviously from what you will see from the podcast today, so much more than that. So I know you guys are going to enjoy it full heartedly. So today's review comes from Haley Barnett labeled, this podcast is so inspirational. This podcast is amazing. I just listened to Flexing Your Gratitude Muscle, and it really touched me. I can't wait to listen to more. Thank you, thank you so much, Haley, for that so sweet review. I love, love, love getting all the amazing reviews that you guys have left. It seriously melts my heart, and I am so grateful and thankful for each and every one of them. Okay, today's podcast is a little bit long, but totally worth every second. So I'm not going to waste any more time and we'll just jump on into the interview with Sarah Scott. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing wonderful. So you guys, we are talking to Sarah from Thailand, so I'm super jealous. So how is it over there today? Well, right now it's just in the early morning, so the sun is just rising, but I have heard it's going to be tops, I think you might see it in Celsius, but um, we're in degrees, but 34 degrees it's going to be here today, so very hot. Oh my goodness. I hear you. We're in Florida, so it's pretty hot here too. My kids, are they're so silly. They tell me it's too hot. I'm like, boys, you don't even know what hot is. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I love Florida as well. Isn't that the sunshine state? Yes, it is. Yeah, I know that's exciting. I'm hopefully wanting to come back to Florida soon, so come over there, Kelly. I'll be hooking you up. Yeah, that'll be great. Okay, so I'm dying to hear about how you make a living traveling the world. So give us all the deets on your journey and what it has looked like. Okay, so my story, I'm just going to go right back just to when I was in my nine to five, just so it's a clear picture for everyone. I basically was in the UK and I worked with a pharmaceutical company and it was just a typical nine to five office job. Um, And I worked there for eight years. And don't get me wrong, most people find this really surprising, but I absolutely loved my job. Like I just worked my way up from the big brand new company. And typical when I was in my late, like late teens, early 20s, as the Brits are renowned for, I did all of the drinking holidays. So I went to like (laughs) Ibiza, Greece, Spain, you know, all of the remaining islands where we all just go to have a good time. And then when I got to about 24, I decided that I wanted something different. 
So I decided I'm going to go on um, and drive Route 66. Mm. So, yeah, it was it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. And it literally just opened. I already liked to travel, but the minute I went from state to state, seeing how different it was and, you know, how everyone acted and there were so many different things to see. I've gone from Chicago with, like, the Silver Bean and, you know, the big, big city life to then the desert where the Grand Canyon was. <laughs> literally up to like california and vegas it just really like blew my mind of how different it all was so i I found that when i got back to my job after a three-week trip in the states where else can i go now Mm. and i started finding that i was counting down the days to actually leave to go and travel and i kind of started to realize it's not really a good way to live like that like if you go into a job that you actually enjoy but then you find yourself just always wanted to leave the office I thought is this really for me and push came to shove and I just decided one day literally out of nowhere I was like I'm just gonna take the risk and I'm just gonna go travel Asia and then hopefully I'll get a job in Australia that'll keep me balanced and you know I can do the same there as what I did in the UK but as it happened when I was actually in Asia I'd come across digital nomads and loads of people with laptops and mm. I was kind of like oh, what, what are all these people doing <laughs> and, I'd, oh, and, I know, and I got really curious and I just basically started mingling and just like me I'm quite a social person and I like to hear people's backgrounds so just in a few coffee shops I was quite lucky that there was people kind enough that would just generally like to have a chit chat with, with myself so I then realized after just speaking to a few people, they weren't specifically doing the same as me, which is um, Instagram, which I will get to in a second. It was more that they were just like social media managers, Mm -hmm. virtual assistants. Um, Some people had their own Shopify, yeah, Shopify stores. So I just kept, oh, okay, this is is quite interesting. And I, I really just realized that from traveling Asia for two months, I just kind of felt like, yeah, I can't go back to a nine to five already. Like all this time and it just doesn't feel like I've been doing much. What can I do? So I'd already started to build my Instagram profile and I already had quite a few thousand followers on there, literally. And I'm not joking. It used to take take me hours every day. I would just literally sit there. I'd be following people. I'd be engaging with people. Mm -hmm. I'd be speaking to people. And I just felt there's got to be... (laughs) an easier way than this right honestly and everyone must think this with instagram i honestly felt that you could just put on a few pictures and all the followers would come in it would be like the most simple thing ever how wrong was i so <laughs> i decided that instagram was the way i wanted to go forward because as it stands still today it's the most lucrative platform so it's where the majority of people's buying habits come from now because it's so visual mm-hmm. so most people that, yeah most people that go into instagram it's a visual platform and it's taken away from how much the algorithm changed on facebook that most people came over that the conversion rates for any kind of product or even if you're influencing or selling, whichever way you want to look at it, they were having the most conversion rates. So I kind of started to research thinking, let's do YouTube, watch all the videos. Let's do um, just Google. Let's see what comes up. And I just found that anything, and this is still, again, the same today, anything that's on YouTube and anything that's on Google, yes, you'll learn a lot from it, but it tends to be strategies that no longer work as effective as what they once used to. Right. So, yeah, so for me personally, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to need some more help. 
So I basically started looking it into different courses because there was Instagram courses available at the time. I don't think necessarily some of them would work now, but at the time when I started, they did. And it just basically opened my mind to be like, oh, so that's how some people have been doing it. Right, maybe I could try that. And I just basically did trial and error on what works for other people that may work with, with my own. Then I started to notice that it was actually getting really complex or there were some of the courses which I'd invested in. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to be honest, guys, I didn't actually have the money as I was traveling. I literally got myself into a little bit of debt just because I was that determined that I wanted it to pay off, um, that I just put it on my credit card and just Mm -hmm. was like, this has got to work for me. Um, That I invested in different courses just to try and help get me started. And what I've noticed from doing different courses is that the strategies on there, some were really good and some were really bad. And it, it didn't really explain exactly what you were meant to do. It was more just someone talking all the time on a video. So I kind of thought to myself, well, actually, I've worked out with my own and with many others. It's very niche dependent and it's very difficult to work out what would work for a fitness account, what would work for a travel account if you don't really understand the background of it. Mm-hmm. So I started to really work out with different niches what worked and what didn't work, just out of literally pure curiosity because I, I actually go to the gym myself most days, but my account is a travel account. So it's just kind of playing around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that it's actually a different setup and an Instagram account is actually very personal and people don't realize they feel like using the same hashtags as what someone else is doing would work and it actually doesn't. So I then decided, do you know what? Like no one seems to be quite unique enough to actually want to sit down with people and do a one-to-one service on this. Mm-hmm. So I basically just took the risk and started helping people literally go from nothing to then successfully not just growing their Instagram account to where they could work with brands and get free product, but also how they could monetize and become um, like a specific strategist or expert within their own niche, that then they could make their own model and be able to go and sell it. Or if they had a product themselves, like they have a shop or that they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're a life coach or fitness coach, whichever it may be, I'd show them exactly how to use their Instagram to mold it to where it would reach their actual audience and it would convert. Okay. And that's, that's really how far I've got with my journey and what my current program is along them lines. Oh my goodness. There are so much notes I wrote down that I just want to unpack some of that because I think it's all so amazing. So the first thing that you said that really stood out to me, because I I resonate with you so much, is that you said you did love your job, but you still wanted to leave. And I find that sometimes that's probably a hard fact for people to accept. You know, you're like, well, I love my job. Shouldn't I want to stay? But I love that you went with the calling of your heart and was like, you know what? There has to be something more. So oh, yeah, 100%. And it, don't get me wrong, it was really hard because the we were only a small, well, actually, I say we were small. It started with seven people. And by the time I left, we had over 50 in the office. Oh, wow. So from seven to yeah. 50. It, obviously, pharmaceuticals is always, it's going to be like Instagram. It's, you never, well, not Instagram specifically, but social media it's never going to phase out. So there's True. always a market for it with pharmaceuticals. But yeah, it, it definitely was something that was challenging. But at the same time, it was the right choice for me because believe it or not now, I actually earn more now than what I did in my nine to five. Yeah, and I think, and I, I'm going to ask a question about that later, but um, 
yeah, the possibilities are endless, but so often we don't we don't think that and we don't have that mindset. So a few of the other things that all kind of relates together, but it just seems that you were so open to learning. You wanted to learn about people's journey. You were open to educating. You did all the research. You tried different things and then you changed it up and you took courses and you even said you went into debt because you just knew that failure was not an option and that you just had to make it work. So I just appreciate you sharing all of that because it really, it even helps me and I know it'll help you know my listeners see that you know, people who are successful, they go through this journey. They just don't know it from the start. And it takes hard work and it takes research and it takes dedication. So I appreciate you just really walking us through those details. No, no problem. Okay. So, yeah. So my next question, you talked about it a little bit, but you have really broken the mold and societal conditioning that so many of us have and others only dream of living. So what mindset have you had and what mindset have you kept to do that and what piece of advice can you give to others who want to do the same thing yeah so the mindset is actually quite funny really um, i really was a beginner at the beginning and i didn't realize how important mindset was i literally was just one of those pers- per sorry person people <laughs> i have said that wrong but yeah i was basically a person that just was so, so determined that anything had to happen. But some people find, and this is not something I have learned, I actually do a lot of mindset training. Not that I teach it, I mean, I train myself. So I like to listen to very influential people on YouTube. um, And I'll literally listen to what they say it takes to help get you into like a good mindset. Because most people don't realize that when you get fulfilled, so you become successful and you start to earn money, you kind of hit a wall and it doesn't become as fun as it once was i know that mm-hmm. might sound weird but it's no. it's so true so you can hit a goal and once you've hit that goal you kind of feel like oh well i've done that now and you start to lose that momentum of constantly keeping up your consistency speaking to people so what i actually do to take over that is i've started to do a routine where every morning before i wake up i act a little bit silly <laughs> literally it, apparently they, they say that with your mind if you can not take yourself seriously then you'll have a much more of an active day i also eat quite a lot of the right foods as i've been learning that it, your body is what you eat like mm-hmm. someone said the other day i found this really fascinating that blueberries are brain berries like they massively yeah. help your uh-huh. brain function yeah they massively help your brain function um you know even just listening to um binaural beats i don't know if anyone's heard of them before no. or if you've ever taken doing them yeah it's you can do it before you go to sleep but you might want to set it on a timer but it's um you can youtube this as well they basically reset your mind because how the different like it's i'm not even a scientist when i say this but your neurons in your brain that send signals if you're a bit off one day or you're not feeling as great or you're not really sure binaural beats like reset so your brain is in much better yeah it's in a much better place to be able to become more motivated and be in a clear line of direction. Obviously, again, it, it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. I don't do it religiously, but I do do it like maybe once a week just to help get me there. Yeah. But a massive thing for me with my mindset, it's 100% listening to other people because it, it, I don't know if anyone's listened to people like this, but I do listen to like Eric Thomas, Mel Robbins, um, Les, I can't remember why I can't, 
why can I not remember? Oh, there you go. Les Brown, Will Smith, believe it or not, is a very good motivational speaker. Um, they will massively explain to you how it's only that 2% that actually make it. And mm. it comes down to your determination. Now, that can be seen as negative and put some people off. But really, when you think about it, you want to be in that 2%. Like, yeah. it's, it's literally not giving up and seeing where you're going to go next. So obviously for me, I have different things in the pipeline. This is just something I'm doing for now. But you're always going to evolve. And by listening to people's stories about how it's on yourself, how you can get through it. I mean, I'm sure there will be a few people here that listen to Mel Robbins. But even when you get that self-doubt, there's like in five seconds, she's got um, a five-second rule that she uses and she's actually quite well known for now. That if it doesn't matter if you have to say it once or if you have to say it ten times, but if you keep counting down in your head or out loud, five, four, three, two, one, mm-hmm. again, it's a mental control of your brain to where you can reset your own mind to actually take on board what you want to do and start to feel like, yeah, you're right. Why was I thinking that? I can definitely do this. And any um, failure that you have or anything that doesn't work out, the more you are consistent consistent with it, the better you'll get at it. And that's really what I've been doing so far. And that's why I've come to where I have, because I haven't given up, but I've had the support system of listening to other people that are now successful. And it massively helps hearing that I, I was lucky enough this didn't happen to, happen to me, but many of them were either homeless or they were addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it, some people have to hit rock bottom yeah. to come back. So true. Never got to, yeah, exactly. Lucky for me, I've never got to that point. But the fact if they can do it, what is everyone else's excuse? Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, so that's really what it took for me to just burst out of it. Everyone just gets self doubt. But what helps me through is thinking, do you know what? I've not been homeless. I've not done this. Like, have I really done enough work today? You've really got to take that responsibility on yourself. And actually go and do the work. Yeah, that's that's wonderful advice. And I mean, obviously, no, you said you're super determined and like it just wasn't an option. You just knew that you could succeed and that you were going to succeed. And I love that the reset thing, because I mean, I it's hard to put your finger on, but I, I feel like we all go through that, right? When we get this really bad mood or we just don't feel motivated or we just feel like, ugh. So I love the practical advice you gave there. I'm going to have to definitely look into that. And, and just to like surround yourself with positive people, motivating people, and just to put on something, you know, positive if you're getting that doubt, because I talk about that a lot, that doubting yourself is okay. It's natural, but it's what you decide to do after that matters. You know, like not wallowing in the doubt, but just deciding, no, I'm, I'm bigger than this and I can get through it. So I just, I love that you kept it so simple too. It's just like a simple formula to keep going. Oh, definitely. And the one thing I would say to anyone that really is in that situation of the, oh, I can't do this, like this is not for me, or I'm just not good enough, is to literally, whatever they're doing, to stop and just go outside for a walk or go to the gym or just do something a little bit different Mm -hmm. because that also massively helps. And one thing that I did learn yesterday, have you ever noticed when you're in the shower, some of your greatest ideas just pop in your mind yes that that's another thing if you actually do start to worry again i did learn this yesterday is that you've got um um is it beta i'm going to use the word i think that's how you pronounce it in the states you've got a beta state of mind mm-hmm. an alpha state of mind and a delta state of mind mm-hmm. and when you are massively like functioning 
Delta is when you're basically in your subconscious, which apparently that's 49% of the day. And then alpha is when you're in your own zone, but you're relaxed and where your biggest ideas come from. And the showers, believe it or not, ignite that. So even if you're worried, just go and take a shower. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Just to take the shower, just in case you're worried or just to relax. So that's really good. So, and you've touched on this too, but I just want to ask, and and, you know, I I have a feeling, I'm not going to talk about this, but I'm so interested by like society in the UK versus the States. Like, I feel like they're massively different in a lot of ways and that maybe people and young adults struggle with different things. But like for me, and especially here in the States, I feel like what you have done and the steps you have taken is just so like huge. So like for us, it was just like this massive fear. So how has your life changed by really trusting in yourself and your dreams and just going for it, even if you were afraid? Well, it's changed in the sense of that you, like, if I'm honest, I'm not completely different, but I am different now. Like in the UK, I'm sure you get this in the society in the US, but there's a lot of people that I was hanging around with when I was at home that they weren't holding me back because they were doing it on purpose. I was holding myself back from surrounding people. Like I said, when I was younger, I used to go out a lot and I used to go through the whole party stage. It's a very mm-hmm. <laughs> British thing. And in England, I find, and I'm not trying to slate my own country, but we're very much boxed in. You're brought up, and it's probably the same in the States, but you're brought up to think, okay, go to school, go to college, yes. go to university get a job, get a house, get married. And a lot of, and especially our our TV programs, I'm sure some of you may or may not have heard of them, but we have sitcoms like Coronation Street and EastEnders. And they're very much reality TV of actors, not actual, like, watching um, Love Island, if you've got that over there, or Jersey Shore. It's like actual actors. But it very much is like changing your mind to think, oh, this is how life is done. So when I did leave, yes, it was a bit scary and it was more just have the freedom and to see how other cultures live. And yes, it was a shock because I actually imagined Asia to be nowhere near as technical as what it is, believe it or not. It's very, it's actually quite fancy. People imagine it to be very third world and it really isn't. Mm. Um, so not. So sorry for those that don't, um, good for you. But for me as an experience, I wasn't expecting it to be as much as what it was. And I started to find people that resonated with me that were here to work and you know, make something of themselves and they had to take them, themselves away from everything else that was distracting them. Now, I'm very close with my family, so that's one thing that I do miss because, obviously, my family is very important to me. But the biggest changes that I've found in myself is that I'm a lot stronger um, mentally. I also feel like, okay, this person is a good person and I do have the time for them and I will try and help them. But then there's other people that I kind of feel like, yeah, that's just kind of like what you want to do now. It's just your routine to like work all week and then go out on the weekend and drink. But with some people like that, and not not all of my friends, it's just from an outlook. Mm-hmm. They literally are quite, it's not lazy. It's just that's their way of life. And that's just yeah. how they want to live. There's other people out there, which I like to call as go-getters, mm-hmm. that know so many more possibilities and it's like completely endless. And all it really comes down to is just having that strength to actually go and do it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I tried to, well, I have tried, should I say that? Exactly <laughs> what but it was, it was challenging. I would say that it is challenging, but you very, very quickly adapt to things which people forget. So True. whereas you might think it's fearful, 
that's your mind overtaking and I promise once you do it it really is never as bad as what you think it really isn't that is so true and you know I I'm one of those people like you I'm definitely a go-getter and I love that you said you had to realize that you know there's nothing wrong with someone the opposite of you but that you needed to surround yourself with like-minded people and to just help push you and not that they were holding you back but you know, a lot of the times we can apologize for who we are or feel guilty about wanting more. Um, but like you said, the real growth happens when you accept that you're perfect the way you are and that it's okay to dream big and to want more and to really go for it. So thank you for, for all of that. Okay, so let's jump to Instagram. Um, so let's talk about monetization. You know, society really does put restraints on how money can be made and is supposed to be made. So talk about, you know, a little bit about how you monetize on Instagram and like in particular how women and people can get past the fear of selling and adding value to the world. Yeah, so the one thing with Instagram, which many of my students always say to me that in the beginning this is that they're quite concerned about, it's their content. And there's two ways that you can look at it. Some people really go out of their way to like make this amazing Instagram and you know feel like, but mine's never going to look like that person's. It's never going to be how I want it to be. But really what it comes down to is it's the audience because nowadays they've recently released with Instagram they're they're making it more real again so how it went from all the like pretty edits the millennials are now just throwing on anything like if they're (laughs) just in the rear mirror you know and that's working for them so the the biggest fear that people need to get over when it comes to selling with Instagram is you're not actually selling you're actually just showing people your life Mm -hmm. and if you get your audience right people will convert to that. So as an example, obviously for me, I'm a traveler. So I can have, well, if I'm honest, I do have a large following at the minute. And in that following, there will probably only be 10% 10 of people that actually want to take their own Instagram seriously to monetize it. So it's showing them an example of, well, if Sarah's done it, I can do it. And all I'm actually doing every single day on my Instagram, I don't even talk about my business. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's in my bio because if you have a powerful bio, people will reach out. But I'm generally just showing them my day to day. So for anyone that is a little bit scared at the minute, all you actually need to do is just start to get a little bit confident. If you don't want to put pictures of yourself on your story or talk on your story or on your images, just start your own trend of pictures of things and just mention stuff about it. Or if you have a business and it could be that you're in, um, a lot of people that I've worked with are like mindset coaches, you know, just from sharing positivity quotes, that's not even you again. It's going to relate with that person if you're using your captions to ask people a question like, Mm -hmm. what is your big fear on a day-to-day basis? And the responses that you're giving them, which will obviously come from the heart, it's not a selling tactic that's going to gain them them trust. A lot of people don't realize when it comes to selling, it's that person actually trusting and liking you for who you are. And that's one of the big things that people don't realize. Um, overcoming when you do actually come to selling, I honestly would say that my one advice that's worked for me is just be yourself. But at the same time, which I've helped many of my students with, is I'll explain like the correct ways because no one actually likes to be sold to. Right. Don't know, yeah, don't ever noticed that and one of my strong strong advice to anyone that I've worked with is 
don't say to them, oh, okay, so this is how much it is, this is what you're going to get, this is what you're going to do. That's never going to solve someone's problems. They just feel like, oh, you just want my money. What you really should be doing, and this is to anyone in any business or anything that you're starting up, is you want to imagine yourself that you're a doctor, okay? So when someone comes to visit you at the doctors and, you know, they say they've hurt their arm, if you start trying to say to them, oh, I can help your ankle and this is what we're going to do for it, that's really, they're going to be thinking, oh, I haven't said anything about my ankle and how about my arm? So, yeah, you know, people do this though, like it's the same in our salad. So, what you want to be doing is you, you want to be diagnosing them as if you're a doctor, like saying, okay, so what have you done to get to this place or how, how has this happened? And when they're answering the questions, you're, you're kind of making notes of saying, oh, okay, well, I can help with that. They've just explained that with Instagram, the, the, they can't find the correct amount of people that they're trying to target them in it. So you basically make a mental note and you just let that person tell you all of what their problems are in their current business and obviously, it's specifically to you, so you should be able to help them. If you can't, then please don't take the money because that is a scam. But if you yeah. can, you then want to be saying to them back, okay, so I hear that. So you've explained to me that this is what your issue has been at the minute. Um, this is something that I can help you work through. So it's not that you're selling it to them. You're giving them the how that they can fix it. So when someone takes that leap and invests in you, they're not buying from you. They're mm-hmm. buying the solution to their problems, which is going to help them successful in the future. Does that make sense? Yes, I love that. Absolutely. Makes so much sense. You're speaking to yeah. them like a real human being. And yeah, you're connecting yeah. with them on a very personal level. Yeah, like, especially for anyone that needs help with something. And I actually do this quite a lot. Everyone says to me, Sammy, you really shouldn't tell people this, but I literally only will work with people that really do want that help, and it's their passion. I will not take money from someone that just wants a quick fix but doesn't realize the work that goes into it because everyone needs to realize it's, yes, I have a service, other people have a service, but it's always going to be on you as that person if you're going to implement it. Yeah. Like you need to go away and listen to what the person's told you and do it. Most people, well, not most, sorry, some people think it's a quick fix card where if I just pay that someone money, they'll fix it. And that's mm. not the case. Mm-hmm. Anyone's own business, it comes down to you wanting that wanting it that much that you're working out the solution to where that person's going to help you become successful. That is true. I say that too, you know, like I have a coaching business and I want someone to want it more than me. Like they have to want to succeed more than I want them to, you know. And if you have to beg someone to work with you or to to follow your advice, then those people are just going to be draining anyway and really be draining of your energy and your time. So I think that's great advice. Oh, yeah. And just one more point I'd like to add on it. And I yeah. think it's a lot away. And I will be honest, I've done this, and this is why I'm going to give you my experience of it is never ever undervalue your own product. If you know that your product, let's say, is worth $2,000, $5,000, $10,000, never ever budge from that price because there is people out there, and I've done it, that say they really want it, but they can't afford it right now. So you go out your way to be nice. And I'm not joking, I've done this quite a lot. And I've always 100% found that they've never worked Mm -hmm. because people, when it's within their bracket, they, they actually realize that, well, actually, it wasn't that much money, so I haven't really lost out on anything. Whereas people that actually invest in your price 
that think, oh, it's a little bit out of my way. It, they actually mentally, it's actually proven that they will work much harder because they want it so much. They're like, okay, well, I've made this investment now. It's a little bit out of my box, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it also makes people realize that when you actually drop your price, it devalues you and your service as well. Like, I see a lot of people fall into this scam, and this is like just my honest opinion on it. I've not seen this anywhere, so just take it for my own word. (laughs) People that do, like, how many people actually sign up for freebies and use them? Like, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. No one does. Like, everyone's like, oh, free, free, free. And then your inbox just becomes completely full. That's because everyone that's given up freebies you haven't had to pay for it so you've not put the value in to actually learn from it and some of them actually probably will have like I said I don't read them either probably will have a lot of value to them but people don't actually go away and use it same as if when people do cheap courses for oh it's going to be $49 and it's going to be the best thing ever people pay the $49 and then probably don't even go and watch the webinar because they just realised oh well yeah I paid that last week and they might watch the first five minutes of it and think oh actually I can't be bothered now but if then they realised that the it was like the best course ever and someone said, okay, it's $997 and you paid it, I guarantee you're going to go and sit and watch it. That is, I, you know, really, Sarah, I needed to hear that because I'm newer in my coaching business and I've done the same thing. You said I've lowered my price and it doesn't even feel as good when you do that. It doesn't feel right and people can sense that too. You know, when if you're off, if you're devaluing yourself, you're not coming off as powerful and as confident. And like you said, um, and I'm sure you feel this way, but I want to work with people who are high ticket, who because, like you said, they're if they put the money in, it's because they want it. They truly, truly want it, and are going to put in the work to get there. Yeah, I guarantee for any person that's selling their own service, that it really comes down. It actually doesn't matter about the price, believe it or not it's the value that you're going to bring to the table. Mm. So I could speak to one person that's like, imagine the person that I'm speaking with is 100% in that mindset and they want it. I could charge them any amount because I've sold the value to them. Obviously, I don't do that. I don't change my prices. But (laughs) when when you're speaking to someone, as long as you've given them the results that they're looking for, so an example, we'll just use my Instagram business, they want to target the right audience, they want to be converting their audience, and they want to be making, um, like, let's say, thousand dollars a week if they've told me they're the three things that they want and they're the three things i can give them why would they not invest in my course if they're going to get a turnover every week of a thousand dollars if they listen to what i say wow no that's that's amazing such a powerful statement yeah exactly and that's that's the thing that i think a lot of people are really scared and trying to overcome and don't get me wrong one of one of the things i don't like doing and this is a true fact and some people might think what you didn't take the money but when you start to negotiate, and I actually did this a couple of weeks ago and I actually turned it away. Um, the lady, she was a lovely, lovely lady. We did the call where I basically expl- explained everything to her and she really wanted to go ahead with it, but she wanted it at a different price. But what I also found is there was also many, many, many questions. Mm. And the questions weren't necessarily to do with what I was offering. It was more her own her own way of thinking of what she wanted and she wanted this guarantee and she wanted everything to be done for her rather than it done with her of me helping her so I kind of thought do you know what if it's going to be like this now what would it be like if I took a discounted price and they tend to be the problem clients is what I think that's the word that most people use to where you devalued yourself but then you've actually got someone that's making you feel that your business isn't right because they'll query every single tactic or if that one thing didn't work for them 
they're going to blame you for it. That's not your ideal client. You want someone that understands that you are the best person for what they're paying you to do, that they will listen to you like you're a goddess. Oh my gosh. That is amazing wisdom. I I mean, that hit me super hard. And I know I have a lot of entrepreneurs and just boss babes and all these other people that are going to really need that advice. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So where can my listeners go to learn more about you and your services? Because Instagram is like, it's almost, I mean, I know for you it may seem so simple and elegant, but people, of course, want to learn more about Instagram and how to organically grow their Instagram. So where can my listeners go to connect with you and potentially, you know, work with you and see what you have to offer? Yeah, so from that point of view, I actually do have a really good Facebook community where I share a lot of other people. We all come together. Obviously, I do a lot of lives in there and share all the most recent updates. So I do have a group, but I also allow everyone to share their questions in there as well. So if there's something specific, everyone's learning and helping each other. So you can connect with me on, on my Facebook group, and you can also put my Instagram link in just so people can check it out and feel free to message me on there. But I'm very flexible and very easy to connect with on Facebook. That tends to be the best place where everyone seems to go to when they just want to have a flick through the feed. And what's the group name? It's Instagram, and it's got a hyphen, become the expert. Okay, awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so, so much for taking the time to do this interview. Y'all, we're 12 hours apart, so we both had to be super flexible. So I just appreciate it so much. Um, I've learned a ton, and I really look forward to learning in your Facebook group because I am definitely not an Instagram expert, but I want to get better and learn. So thank you for your wisdom and your time. You are so welcome, and I hope to connect with some of you in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Balance. For more information about me or to receive your free goal-setting guide, visit kellyrowland.com. Can't wait to talk to you all next time.